What's up, button masters and key clackers? Welcome to episode 22 of the Button Key Games Cast. I'm Jordan, and this is Evan, and we are here to have a beer and enjoy talking some gaming news with you. How you doing, Evan? I'm good. That was a that was an intense opener for you. You like that, huh? Yeah, it's 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 different. I'll take it though. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah, man, like two weeks since we did an episode together. I, I haven't heard your uh, dulcet tones in, in a fortnight. Yeah, same, same with you, man. I think it's a legitimately been a fortnight. I think I use that, that word properly. I don't really know what a fortnight is, except for a, a cartoonish is, video game with lots of killing. I believe a fortnight is one cycle of the moon, which is two weeks. So today I learned. That a fortnight is two weeks. But you could have learned wrong because I could be incredibly off base. But who cares? We're just going to go with it. So we're just going to wing it. We don't have a correction section. Evan, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking The Great Return by Hardywood. It's a West Coast style IPA. It's got a shark on the can. And I drink this poolside generally because our pool has uh, a concession stand that sells nice beers. Very nice. What, are you, what you got over there? I have a New Belgium Gluttony Pale Ale. I've had this before, and it is quite delicious. Gluttony. So, Evan, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I've been playing a couple things. What I've played most, since I wasn't uh, here last week to talk about it, I've been playing a game called Judgment, or in Japan it's known as Judge Eyes. So we got the Judges. we got the worst. No, ju- judge space eyes. Like E Y E S. Yeah, like the eyeballs in your head. Oh, okay. I was wrong. So we got the for sure a hundred percent not as good name. What what um. What what is what is this game? I feel like I've heard of it, but I it's I'm drawing a blank here. So if you've ever played or heard of the Yakuza games, I've heard is, of them. It's very similar to those in what you're doing. In fact, it takes place in the same world. Um, you play in this small open world called Kamarocho. It's a city that is uh, based off of Japanese cities. and Makes sense. It's really freaking good. What, so um, what, what, do you, what, what, what kind of game is it? So in Yakuza, you play as a member of a Yakuza slash an owner of an orphanage slash former Yakuza slash ex-con slash business owner. Oh, this is the one where you play as the detective, isn't it? Yes, okay. you, play as, you play as a detective. I do remember. One. I've heard of this. So you're still dealing with um, Yakuza and the clans who run the city and, and dealing around that. Is it the but same you, city from the Yakuza games? Yeah, Kamarocho. Okay, I didn't realize um, it was the same. It, it's pretty. Even though you probably I'm not said gonna. It. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's pretty much another Yakuza game. Okay. Um, but I played Yakuza Zero, had a good time, but didn't have time to. Wait, to, wait, wait! Wasn't this the game that got we thought was going to get canceled because of some guy in Japan yeah. got caught with cocaine? Yep. Okay. Okay. Anyway, carry on. I just that's that's just all the dots connecting. Got it. Um, it's funny that that happened for this game 
since it you play as an ex-lawyer who he's not disgraced but um they really play into the fact that Japan has a 99.9% conviction rate in their court of law and you play as a lawyer and you uh got someone acquitted and he later goes on to shortly after being acquitted murder somebody Smart. Uh, via stabbing and the the girl who was murdered seems to be close to you or you have a connection with her but they haven't really connected those dots yet it's just kind of alluded to um and you play as yagami and after that happens you skip ahead in time like five years and you have given up being a lawyer and you are now a private detective in kamarocho who sometimes lives outside the law okay vigilante of sorts yeah so it's kind of i would say there are three pillars to this game there's the combat which i'll get to in a second there is detective work and there is um living in this open world or the city of kamarocho um i'll start with kamarocho because that's the most like uh yakuza um it's not a it's not a big open world, but it's really dense and packed with a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stores and shops and activities you can get into. Um, I spent like I spent an hour in a batting cage. Um, because why not? <laughs> you just got to practice those bat swings for when you, you got to get the those criminals. bat swings down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what if I need a bat? What if I need to smack somebody with a bat? I'm going to I'm going to get good with it. Yeah. Um, what so if their head's the size of a softball. <laughs> It'll it'll be perfect. I'm good. Yeah. Um. So, you pretty much live out the life of of Yagami, and you're going around and you make friends, you make companions in the city, and there's there's from what I can see, there's like fifty fifty plus companions you can make. Do they follow so, you around and shoot for you? No, no, no. <laughs> they uh they'll give you stuff. Like if you if you greet them on the street, they'll give you like gifts and stuff. Um. So like health items and that kind of. That that's how they fit into the gameplay. I got you. But the stories that the companion tells are often weird, but very heartfelt and interesting and strange at the same time. Okay. So I said I spent an hour in a batting cage, and I met this guy, uh, and I talked to him, and he was like, "Hey, I've seen you've been I've seen you've been batting. You got potential. Would you like to buy, uh, Would you like to try on some batting gloves that will make you a better batter?" And I'm like, sure, that sounds great. I'll have some batting gloves. It'll be awesome. Uh, so he's like, great. That'll be that'll be uh, thirty thousand yen, <laughs> which I believe is like three hundred dollars American. Some nice um, gloves. They they were nice gloves because you actually, if you buy them, uh, you get more of his story. So you upgrade his friendship, but you also use that item in the batting cage. So now you're wearing like these golden like batting gloves and it seems like it like opens the window of of hitting hitting well so it actually improves your your experience in the batting cage but i upgraded this guy's friendship all the way and then he went into like very excessive details about his life and how he's like kind of depressed because his marriage fell apart and he confides all this stuff in in you and he's like well sweet that's cool uh if you ever need any more like batting gear like hit me up and then, like, you see him walking around the city, and you can greet him, and you can say hi to him. Um, and it's a lot of 
like little stuff like that. You refill health by eating at restaurants. Uh, and the more you eat at restaurants, you become friends with the managers and the employees at the restaurants. And you can you can do stuff for them and help them, and they'll give you discounts and access to the special menu. So, like, how uh, much time in this game can you spend with companion stories? The the story part is smaller. Like, they're not like, like as, the main as far story as I've is seen, smaller or the companion stories. The the companion stories are like so kind of like compact okay. stories, it's and like a it doesn't ten minute deal. It doesn't seem like it might open up later. I'm very early still, like ten hours. I've played, but it's still early in these kinds of games. I got to you. where you do like you do missions specifically for them, or you help them with cases and stuff. Um, but I don't, I don't know yet. But as it as it stands now, like they just kind of like tell you about their lives and what's going on with them, um, which is very cool from a from a like getting to flesh out this world in this small town area. Um, and then you have the detective stuff, so you're helping your former law agency with detective work and the detective stuff, you have side cases and you have the main story detective stuff, but it all kind of fits into boxes. So you have a drone and you can fly the drone drone around to get information or get pictures or, or like scout out locations. Um, you have picture taking missions yourself, which gives you a list of, uh, photo credentials you have to meet. So one of the first side cases you get, it's like, hey, I think my husband's cheating on me. Uh, can you get a picture of him with the girl that he's cheating on me with? So you, you follow him, and then you get to the spot where you have to take the picture, and it, it says, like, we need a picture of those two together going into a hotel with the sign of the hotel in the background. Um, and then you have to make sure your picture hits those points to, to prove that this person's cheating. Um, and then there are like, they're like ridiculous chase sequences that are more like on rails sections in quick time of but they get ridiculous because guys just like start chucking bikes at you and you have to like dodge these bikes that dudes are throwing at you. Um, and I guess I should say altogether, this game's like very silly. Um, it takes its serious stuff serious, but it takes its goofy stuff goofy. Yeah. And that's part of the charm and, and what really sells the game for me um, and me wanting to exist in this world. And then you have the main story, which consists of you at, at, at this point solving like a serial killer m- mystery where the serial killer is gouging out eyes of Yakuza members. Nice. And yeah. And there's also like this group of thieves that run around in like masks, like V for Vendetta and like the cops can't catch them cause they're too fast. Um, so you're, you're like, there's all these like intertwining like stories that are, that are yeah. very interesting. So how, uh, how's the, how's the combat? Is it like a hand to hand combat kind of thing? Yeah. So yeah. the, com- the combat is no, no gunplay, um, melee weapons and fists. Um, but you don't have melee weapons. You like pick it up, you pick them up so you can pick up a bicycle and you can beat up a dude with a bicycle. Nice. Um, but you're, it's, it's very simplistic. You're doing very simple combos and stuff. And there are like presses and holds and, and that kind of stuff. You can do a thing where you run off a wall. And like just do a backflip kick onto a dude's skull 
that's pretty good. Um, and you have this upgrade tree where you upgrade and get more combat abilities. So I'm still early in the combat, but it doesn't seem to be the biggest draw of the game. Yeah. But, but there are these moves called EX moves where you hit triangle at specific points after you've built up a gauge and you do some like ridiculous stuff. Like you pick up a, you pick up a sign that's sitting on the ground and you like bash a dude's head in with it three times. Or you do a literal bicycle kick with a bicycle. So you nice. Throw, you throw the bicycle up in the air, and then you jump after it, and you do a bicycle kick, and you kick the bike at the dude. Like, it's silly. It's goofy. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's simple, but it, it's effective. And I think the deepest that it goes is um, enemies can, like, charge up, and it's very obvious that they're charging up. And they can, if they hit you, they can inflict mortal wounds. And mortal wounds cut down on the maximum health you can have. So you have to use very, like, expensive items to, to mend the wounds. Um, I, think, I think my only big qualm is that this game has, like, tailing missions in it. A la Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that I never are, liked those. That are real boring. There's like no way to make those fun. I never liked like, him in Assassin's Creed either. Oh, I'm following this guy. Let me. And then like for no reason, he's like, hmm, there's probably someone behind me. And he turns around. And then you have to like, like you, you're running around, <laughs> you like run around like an idiot. This guy can obviously see you. And then you just like duck behind a car. And, and like these segments go on for way too long. And it really like it's, there's nothing goofy about it. So the goofiness isn't there. You're just doing it. And it's, it's boring and it's bland and it's not. I it it'd be better if it wasn't there. I would, like period flat out. There's there's not much redeeming about it. It's just boring. So, what is the big draw of this game? Is it the story, really? Um, for me it's been the city. Yeah. Uh the story's great and I I love seeing the story and I think the characters are fun. You have a you have a guy named Kaito who's your helper and he's like Exikuza and he <laughs> He just runs up and starts beating up people sometimes, and it's pretty good. So is it open um, world? It's an open world. Okay. It's not huge, but um, you kind of... I'm comfortable like just walking around the city at times, just because I like to take in all that's going on. And it's bright, and it's fun, and it's goofy, but it still takes its story seriously, which I'm a fan of. Yeah. There hasn't, there hasn't been many games uh, where I am like in the open world like Grand Theft Auto. I'm never just walking around in Grand Theft Auto. I'm always like hopping in a car or sprinting somewhere or tackling people or whatever. But in this game, I'm like, oh man, I'm just gonna like mosey down the street. <laughs> and like, not all the time, but there are times when I'm just like, this, I'm not, Yakami is not in any hurry. I can slow down and I can take in the sights of Kamurocho and I can go into a Sega arcade and play Virtual Fighter. Um, like legit virtual nice. fighter, and and like, oh man, I'm not in a rush. Let me stop by this batting cage and and hit some balls. Let me stop by this drone racing arena and build a drone to to race around. It's it's that kind of stuff, and that's been you. the draw for me. And a that's lot been of the distractions stuff. and just fun stuff to do. Yeah, and it's, and none of it is necessary, which I think is the problem with a lot of things in the open world genre. Is they make some of it necessary, but it's super boring. Yeah, that's honestly the biggest reason I tend to not love open world games is because like 
I hate it. I know a lot of people love it, but there's always that moment in an open world game where you get to a certain point in the early game where the game just opens up really big. And it's like, here's everything. And they just shove so much at you. And not, it, it's not okay to skip it in a lot of yeah. those games. Like, you have yeah. to do it. And it's so much stuff that, like, I just... Sometimes in those games, man, I just want to play the main story. I'm just that kind of guy. And I know you, not you everybody's totally, that way, but... Yeah, you can totally do this in this game. There have been a couple times where characters have been like, I have to go do something, like, wait for my call. Yeah. Um, but those moments don't take long. And for me, I'm already like, oh, cool. I'm just going to go do stuff. I'm just going to go run around and, and have fun in the city. Yeah, um, it's really cool that there's a bunch of stuff to do that you don't have yeah. to do because then it's like you can just do whatever you want. Yeah, and, it, it, and I, what's great about it is it seems to weave some of the, uh, some of the mechanics together. So I, ta- I talked about how the pillars work. Like there's combat, there's the main story, and there's this. Um, yeah. Like, if you, if you, if you get, um, if you get injured in combat, you have to go to a restaurant to eat. And then that leads you to a friend encounter. And then you can, you can do this friend encounter for a couple seconds. You don't have to, you can say no. Um, but like playing this game weaves it into itself. So it's not like I have to do it. It's, it's leading me to it and I'm having fun when I do do it. Um, because a lot of it is goofy and I'm, but I wouldn't spend an hour in a batting cage. If it was like, you have to spend an hour in this batting cage. I would hate it. But since it's just me in my own volition saying, Hey, like I'm, I'm Yagami. I want to goof off and I go to a batting cage and, and like bat around for a while. Yeah. I, I think that fixes the problem. And the stuff there is interesting and fleshed out and different than what you're doing every at every other course of the game. Like in, in Grand Theft Auto, it's like, oh, there's a race mission, but it's just driving a car. It sounds really interesting. I, I'm, I might have to check that out if it ever comes to PC. Um, I believe it will come to PC eventually. I think they've talked about that. They've talked about it, but I don't think we have any confirmation just yet. But I hope I it does. I think it's very possible with the Yakuza yeah. games recently showing up. Yep. Um, I think it's very possible. It's the, it's the same it. team. It's the same people that made it. So Yeah. Um, and, and hey, if, if you don't know, and this sounds a little like crazy, um, you can probably find Yakuza 0 for the same money or, or for less money. You can probably find uh, they remade 1 and 2, uh, Yakuza 1 and Yakuza 2 Kiwami. Um, and people are saying those are really good. Yakuza 6 just came out. Um, zero is of course a prequel, so I would start there obviously, but you can probably find those for like 20, 30 bucks now. Um, and, and they're the, they're the same style game, but with a, with a different style story, it just depends on flavor. Yeah. I thought I heard an ice cream truck. Were you going to run out and go get a, (laughs) no, I just was like, what the heck is this ice cream truck? (laughs) Maybe that was on your end. Maybe. Is there an ice cream truck here? <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm not doing this. There's an ice cream truck. <laughs> Run outside and get a messed up Spider-Man. Nice. Uh, so yeah, that's Judgment. I I highly I highly recommend it. I'm ten hours in, so there's a disclosure. But well, cool. I've also uh, played a little bit of Super Mario Maker. Two. Two. Dos. Yo. This game seems like it's my breath of the wild. Yeah. 
like a game like Breath of the Wild is a game that a lot of people, my wife included, sunk hundreds and hundreds of hours into. And I played it and I had a lot of fun with it. But I was like, all right, I'm good. I don't I don't need to like goof around anymore. I'll go play something else. Yeah. Um so I I put like 30, 40 hours in it, which is a decent it's a good amount of time. I'm not like saying that Breath of the Wild isn't great. I think it is. But Mario Maker 2 seems like the game that I'm going to want to spend a lot of time with. <clears throat> you can choose to play as Luigi. You know why what's become ever, my biggest struggle with having a Nintendo Switch? Too, too many games? All the games are always $60. Mm, they, yeah, Nintendo does not put their stuff on sale. Sometimes I buy $60 games on PC, but even brand new games, it's easy to find a sale for like 50 Get you something yeah. off. But Nintendo man, don't play. Never getting any money off makes it hard. Yeah. Um, Especially when I, I spend most of my time on the PC. Yeah, I guess it works for them. Oh, well, it clearly um, works. It just because they it's haven't just changed. Not my favorite, and that's a lot of the reason why I ended up selling my Switch the first time. And like lately, dude, I haven't been messing with it. And I'm like, seriously, I bought this thing again, dude. and I'm not playing anything. Dude, you should play Mario Maker. I just don't want to spend sixty dollars on it. I want to live out and play that play- game, but I think thirty dollars is a stretch for me on that. Because of the um, kind of game it is. I'm not saying oh. it's not worth 60 or 30. I'm just saying for me and the kind of games I love, I yeah. know I won't spend as much time in that as I would as something else. So even 30 bucks is a stretch for me to spend on a game like that. But that's just a personal thing. I know that most people are going to disagree with that. And that's yeah. fine. But I'm, I'm just saying it makes it tough for me. Yeah. And you never get a sale on Nintendo stuff. Yeah. Like Mario Kart Wii, the worst Mario Kart was was sixty dollars until the probably still you probably still can't go find Mario Kart Wii for less than fifty bucks. I think one Switch game I know I'll have no problem spending sixty dollars on is Luigi's Mansion. Yo, that, that game's out. gonna be nuts. But part of that is because that's a game like on on a GameCube, dude. I loved that game. Yeah, dude, I loved it, and so I I have no problem spending sixty dollars on that when that comes out. Yeah, um, I was talking with somebody at work, and he has an issue with Nintendo because, um, like of the Nintendo cycle, um, like it's just another Mario game, it's just another Zelda game, and if that's not um the style of game that you're into, then the Nintendo has nothing for you. Uh, and it's hard for me to speak to that because. Those are the Nintendo game. The, the, I, I love those games. Yeah. I will be buying Link's Awakening remastered that, the day it comes out. I'm going to buy that the day it comes out, too, because I never played it, and I want to play it. Yeah. I, I love top-down Zeldas more than I like 3D Zeldas, um, and I, I never got to play Link's Awakening, so I'm 100% looking forward to that game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Fire Emblem's going to come out. It's only going to speak to a certain audience. Their games just don't speak as widely as, like, FPSs do. Um, like, Zelda sold well, but it's not selling, like, Call of Duty numbers or anything. Right. Uh, so, if you're not into the Nintendo thing, then it's going to be a hard sell because they're always going to be, like, AAA price. And that's always been my struggle, man, with the Switch. I, I still don't think... I, I, I'm going to keep it, but, I, but yeah. it is a struggle for me, man, uh, with those games. It's the same reason, like, I haven't played Smash Ultimate, 
and I still haven't bought it. I want to play that game, and I would pay probably even forty bucks for it. But I I just yeah. have a hard time spending sixty dollars on most games. Yeah, we um, should when we, there's we always play, good deals on PC. We should play Smash Brothers on stream, dude. I we don't think make, we can we do that. Nintendo's real particular. Or Smash Brothers. You have to be like part of yeah. some Nintendo something to be able to do that. Yeah, you know what? Screw Nintendo. I'm done. Oh jeez, this podcast is taking a dark, dark turn. I'm done with Nintendo. Oh god. Now I'm gonna make a video breaking my Switch because I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm I done. mean Nintendo makes good things. It's just they're just some frustration, but everybody understands that. Like, but always the explanation is it's Nintendo. It's Nintendo. Like, there's it. there's no other explanation. Yeah. Enough said. You know. But you know, um, it is yeah, what like it is. Call of Duty comes out, and you can find it all for cheaper, like either before it came out or the day after. Yeah, like a lot of times, I can go to like GreenManGaming.com and get a pre-order price of like fifty-two dollars on most yeah. games. And Amazon was doing that with their Prime like pre-order deals and stuff, but yeah, and so like it's, it doesn't seem like they're doing that anymore. It, even to just get like that, like that's not well, how a bad about, deal. It's like almost twenty percent off. How about this, Jordan? Can I interest you in a Nintendo eShop voucher where you buy $100 worth of voucher to get two $60 games? And, and see, that's not bad if there's two games I want right now that are both $60. You can pre-order. You know we both love pre-ordering. Ugh. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. Maybe. No, I get it. We'll see it. We'll, we'll I, I get see it what for happens. Sure. But but yeah, um, that's, that's my struggle. But anyway, tell tell us more about your your time with Mario Maker Two. Um, I haven't spent much time making yet because I need to get a stylus that works with the Switch because Is that my a thing? fat gr- yeah, they're just capacitives. Um, so any anything that works with like a phone or whatever. So is there a lot of touch controls for this game? Is that what it is? Oh yeah, you pretty much need to build in touch based interfaces. Interesting. To- to I don't feel like their touchscreen is function. all that great on the Switch, so it's kind yeah, of surprising. Yeah, but the Wii U, the the DS and the Wii touchscreens aren't great either. So, yeah. um, I think they just had the benefit of that stylus was really like well made for that screen, and it felt nice. So, does Nintendo um, have a stylus? They released a bundle in the European countries that came with a specific Mario Maker stylus. Interesting. But not here, because reasons. Because Nintendo. Because Nintendo. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But it, yeah. So. Um. So I haven't made that much. Everybody says those tools are great. Um. And you can build on a TV, and people are saying it's not as great as building on the the handheld, yeah. which I understand. It's not surprising if touch controls are necessary. I've I've been playing the some levels. I, I okay. I've been playing one level that I'm like, I have to be this level, but it's hard. Yeah. And for some reason, I can't let it go. Thing, man. Dude, it's good. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I get the, I get the, like, it might not be like the, the most bang for your buck, but this seems like a game that if I'm just bored and don't know what to play, I'll play Mario Maker because something new yeah. and, and crazy is happening. Some, some people figured out a new way to make uh, music levels or, or new Mario Kart levels and and just seeing the creativity of people is is what drives me for that game. Yeah, and there's always new stuff. People were still people were making stuff for Mario Maker One until this game came out. Like yeah. streamers dedicated to Mario Maker 
Well, it'd be really um, cool um, to you know hear more about it when you've gotten more time. How much? How much have you played? Really? Probably played like four hours or so. Yeah. Um, I dipped into the story mode, which is more of a mode of like, look our look here's our levels we made. Um, it's kind of an idea jogger mode. So they're doing a lot of levels based around themes. Um, yeah. So this one's like very claw heavy and the claws are new. So like you, you attach yourself to a claw and you can like swing back and forth and then like do momentum based jumps and stuff. And you like push a button and the claw lets go. Yep. It makes um, sense. But then they flip that on its head by uh, introducing stipulations. So they introduce the stuff in the maker and in the game as a whole of stipulations. So you can put um, ending criteria on your level. So it can be anything from kill all the Goombas and then it'll show you how many Goombas are in the stage. Yeah. And you can't finish the stage until you finish the stipulation. Interesting. Um, and one of the stipulations is like, don't use a claw. So they built a level around the idea of you're in this ice world and you have to avoid being picked up by claws. Um, And it's really cool because it's it's the opposite of what you think of when you play Mario. You you usually use all the tools in your kit to get through the level. But now here's a level where we want you to avoid those tools that you're used to using. That's cool. Uh, um, There was one that was uh, do not leave. Uh, do not touch the ground after you leave it. So if you went into the air, you'd either have to finish the stage without touching the ground or you never leave the ground. Um, so they built this level that's very timing based that you have to like figure out your way across platforms without leaving the ground. That's pretty and cool. It's, it's super cool. Yeah. And and just playing through that is like. I'm not, I'm not a maker per se. I don't I don't privy myself as someone who has the creative aptitude to do that yeah but just like the mind jogging of like what if i did this what if i did this what if, what if i did this um it's crazy it's crazy to even think about and it's exciting to see what people will do with it that are more talented than i right i mean that's always the draw for people like us <laughs> yeah you know? i'm a i'm a mooch I'm, yeah. a, I'm a symbiote. I, I like to create as well, but like I can never come up with something that cool. <laughs> yeah. And it, it seems like the tools are well made, like really well made to the point of where like the barrier of entry is not the tool set. The barrier of entry is me just like wanting to dip my toe into that arena. Yeah. Which is good. Because usually map makers, I'm like, nah, dude, I'm not going to no. That's cool. But this one, this one's like, oh, I can figure that out. I can goof off and do stuff. That's cool. I didn't it's play anything cool. nearly as interesting as those because I played some older games um, here lately. Yeah, but you also probably spent a lot less money than I did. I did. I spent almost <laughs> no money because hey. that's, that's where we're at right now. <laughs> that's, that's where the world is. <laughs> but, um, but now I, I played uh, Metro Exodus finally. Um, yeah. I haven't beaten it, uh, but I've spent a good bit of time with it um, since it's on Game Pass for PC. I just want to come over to your house and play that on PC because it's I so really liked beautiful. I really liked what that game was doing, but the controller controls were rough. Yeah, and I was I was struggling with it. 
I, ca- I probably should dip my toe back in and see if they updated some stuff because I really loved it. I talked about it earlier. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed our, my time episode. with it. It's it's still yeah. got an atmosphere that's not like my favorite thing in the world. You know, like a really gloomy atmosphere. Post apocalypse. Yeah. It's just for whatever reason, games like that never get me. Like grab me. But these games, I like it more than most. Um, but at the same time, I can't like binge play it for like eight hours straight either. I think I did like maybe four and a half, which on the first run, like four and a half hours or something like that. But I'm probably about six, uh, seven hours into the game. Cool. Um, but it's probably I, not the longest game either. I'm not sure. Um, I, I have a feeling it can be because of the way the kind of open area mechanics mm. work in that game. Um, that's that's kind of different and you can spend a lot of time in one area before moving on if you want. So it really can depend, but, um, but I've really enjoyed my time with it. Um, it's, it's fun. Like the, it's hard. So for me, the, the, the games like this where ammo's scarce and it's like, you gotta be, I, I don't like that. I know a lot of people do, but I don't. So this has modes that make it where ammo and stuff is more plentiful. Cause I just want to, honestly, I want the story. And that's separate from the difficulty, right? It's like you choose a survival type difficulty and you choose a, or is that not this game? I think that I didn't look that closely, to be honest. I probably should have looked closer at it because that'd have been good info. But um, they have like, I I know it's not this, but they say they have like a survivor and a ranger difficulty. Then it's Mm -hmm. like survivor um, medium and survivor hard. And then cool. there's like ranger, easy ranger, medium or ranger, you know, but it's all in one list. Um, yeah. but they do have a few for each one, but I don't think they all have the exact same difficulty options either, but I'd have so to look at that again. I don't really remember. It seems like survival's probably, Oh, that you just made that up. Yeah. I just made that up. Okay. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. I think ranger is one of them, but I, I don't remember what, what they all are, but it's something yeah. like that. Um, where they have some where there's like more and then there's like a story one where it's like hard to die. So Man, that's one of, I need to play that game, dude. I'm playing it, I'm pretty sure on the normal difficulty, but with more ammo and stuff. Mm-hmm. On whatever option that was. But even then I'm still like had issues with like not enough because I'm just like trigger yeah. happy. That's just the way I play games. Yeah, yeah. Um it's not I'm like it's not fancy. <laughs> I'm like at all. the opposite. I get like super upset if I expend a I expend a round. I'm like, oh man, I missed. Like, <laughs> dude, Resident Evil Seven was the worst at that. Oh, but I, dude, the way that game did it, I loved it. I was beating myself up in Resident Evil Seven when I missed. Uh, oh, the, me too. Just, like, so the here's sli- the thing: I played the game in VR. Yeah, and in VR, aiming is so much easier because you aim yeah. with your face. Oh, you just look. here. I'm gonna look at it. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean That's you have crazy. to center it because there's still a reticule in the center of your face. Yeah, yeah. And you have to like center it to hit, but it's so much easier to aim that way because I played it on PS4 back when I had one um, yeah. with the PSVR, and um, so so aiming wasn't as hard. But yeah, I think that's a big part of it. If I had to use a controller to play that, I probably would have given up on it. But I love that yeah. game. It was so good. I love. It was one, probably my favorite game of that year. Yeah, it's amazing. Especially because um, of VR. I mean, that's a big part of why it was amazing. So are you getting, I, I kind of, when I stopped, I was kind of dipping into the open world and it sucks that I stopped. It sucks that I had the frustrations that I had with it because yeah. the open world stuff seemed really cool. And I was, I was at the part where you get in the boat for the first time yeah. and then you go and then you see that faction for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. I, it's just hard to get back into because I'm like just struggling with the controls. Yeah. Um, but are there 
are there side quests in that open world or is it just like this open space to find stuff they call them optional objectives but there are like little side objectives um, or side quests that you can do while you're there um and you discover a lot of them along the way Uh, i so they give you like these binoculars so that you can look at objectives but like sometimes they're like yeah so this is blah 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 and you can go do this and it's over there and they like look at it but they don't point and then like the camera looks over but there's so much stuff i'm like i have no idea what, what you, they're talking what are you about. talking about yeah a tree i'm gonna go to that tree over there yeah i mean they'll say what it is but like the buildings and stuff are half destroyed and i have no idea what they're talking about and then like with the binoculars you can look at objectives and it'll like tell you it's it's weird i it feels a little weak the way that is but at the end of the day you have a compass you can mark it on your map and just follow the compass and get there i just wish there was a little bit more orientation but that's a pretty small complaint honestly did you you played through one in two metro yeah i have not beat any other metro game cool um i've been playing last light as well but i haven't it, beat it yet i'm a good way it doesn't into seem that, like probably. you it doesn't seem like you have to play them necessarily no like you kind of pick up what's going on yeah and i already know what's going on to a degree because i've I've played enough of them and they kind of recap the first one in last light. Yeah. Um, pretty well. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how last light ended, but the way that it, seem, it seems like it's pretty well separated. Cause you're just yeah. going to completely different locations because a lot of this game is in the overground, but I've been really intrigued by a, the story in Exodus. Um, cool. I think it's really, Man, I should, I should play that game. yeah, I think it's really good. So we'll see what happens. I, I will um, keep playing that. I made my, halfway through the year game of the year list yeah and i have a section for games that i did not play enough of to add to the list um and metro was on there and that's one of the ones i looked at that said man i need to i need to play that game just because everything around it is dude it's a struggle for me like i don't finish games a lot and it's be- yeah. it's because there's so much, and like sometimes it just it just doesn't hold my attention long enough, and that's just the way it yeah. is. There um, there are definitely games on my like top ten list that I haven't finished, but impacted me enough to put on there. Yeah. So like Re- Resident Evil Two is in in my top ten. I mean, dude, it's 2019, uh, and I haven't finished Doom. Gonna cry. I'm really close, dude. I'm like <laughs> so close. I helped you. <laughs> I beat a level for you. Yeah, and then I beat a few bosses after that, and I think I'm like right there, dude. Yeah, you were, you were close when I played. Yeah, and I'm a few hours past that. You got to get ready for for Eternal. Yeah, exactly. The game's gonna be off the walls. No, I mean, the games that I know I'll finish are like Cyberpunk. I know I'm gonna finish Cyberpunk. You know what I mean? I know I'm gonna, gonna finish uh, Halo Infinite. I know I'm gonna play yeah. probably all the Halo games when they come out on PC. You gotta um, play Gears with me. I will need time because <laughs> I have to play them all. No, you just have to just play five. Just YouTube recap them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I I I love their story and I've been following it from the beginning, so yeah. I'm very excited where it's going. But I don't come back for the story. I just think the gameplay in those games are amazing. Fair enough. I can I can and get down escape, with that. We can at least play Escape together. Oh, dude, that looks so much fun. It looks so good. So the Bleeding Edge Alpha is happening, and I, did, I, tried to I get did, in. did not get invited. I didn't get in. 
Yeah, yeah me neither. I wrote bummed. such a I wrote such a beautiful article for them praising their game. I know, I saw it was great. And they didn't even put me in the alpha. Check it out at buttonkey.games and and then you'll understand why Evan is upset. I'm dude, I'm so excited for that game. Yeah. Um it looks good. Also, finally, the first PC flight for Halo Reach started yesterday. Ooh. Um, which was Friday, I believe, was the 28th. Um, and I did not get invited to that either. Dang it. <laughs> We're apparently not popular enough well, yet. Well, apparently they seriously did not let a lot of people in. I mean, yeah. it was probably under 1,000 people. Are they letting people talk about it? Yes. And they're letting people are, stream it. And there's like one guy streaming it. That's how you know they didn't let a lot of people in. What are people saying? Um, I, that's the thing. It's hard to find info. And that's another way you know they didn't let a lot of people in. It's hard to even yeah. find out what people are saying about it. Um, I, I, I suppose once it's over, because it ends on Monday, we, we might be able to find more. Yeah. Um, like, they're too busy playing it to, yeah. to write about I mean, it. The, the, the biggest thing that feedback they said uh, that 343 is looking for is... How does the how do the mouse and keyboard controls feel? That's what they want from this. They know they're like there's a few audio bugs, there's a few points where it crashes, and it's it's only one mission. It's not multiplayer. It's just one mission, single player mission. Um, and they just want to know how do the how do the mouse and keyboard controls feel? So that's the I want to know that too. So I'm ex- I want to see that that feedback, and hopefully yeah. you know as time moves on, I'll, I'll get into one of those flights for those sure tests. So that'll be cool to see. Um, but yeah. I've uh, started playing some more Apex. Um, oh, yeah? In preparation for season two, which I could not be more excited about. Tell me why I should be excited for season two, because I don't because know. You get, because you get to play more Apex. That's, a, that's all but you need. season one was such a letdown. Season one was weird because it didn't add a lot of changes um, and it's gonna hurt them i think because people not as many people are gonna buy season two because of it no i don't know if season one's gonna hurt them more than Fortnite is just hurting them because i seriously think that it wouldn't have hurt them as bad if season one was better it just it just well, wasn't no, good no, but it didn't give me enough was, reason to keep playing i feel like they were i feel like they shouldn't have even put it out I feel like this first one should have been season one, um, but the the pressure from a studio that releases daily uh, updates or weekly updates is is too much, and I don't think that's what that studio is looking for. They've, right. they've come out, Respawn has come out and said like that's not what we're gonna do, and I can respect that. I completely respect it, and I can I can also respect a game that I'm okay with putting down but excited to come back too. I agree, but I do have to say that season one left a bad taste in my yeah. mouth. Yeah, it sucked. And it just it was, shouldn't, it wasn't like, good. I agree with you, it shouldn't have happened. It should, it should not have happened. But I feel like there's just a lot like of... a waste of $10. Yeah, and I think there's just a lot of pressure from people who play Battle Royales that this needs to like change consistently. And that didn't happen until Fortnite came around because PUBG wasn't doing that. Right. And people were infatuated with PUBG forever. Right. And then and then Fortnite came crowd, around. Mm. 
No, I just feel like Fortnite stole a lot of, not stole, they, they obviously have put in a lot of work, so I don't want to tear them down so much, but Fortnite is making it unattainable to be this kind of game anymore because nobody wants to put in the amount of work they're putting in um, right. to update it weekly. And season two is going to come out and it's not going to be weekly updates. Like, hate to break it to everybody who wants weekly updates from this game, but and it's that's just not never going to happen. That's not what I want. My struggle was just the fact that the tier, uh, the tier level up was just too dang slow and not and they're, rewarding they're, enough. So you're right. I, I 100% agree with you. I agree it was a misstep. I'm not trying to protect them from that criticism because it's deserved. And they will tell you that it's deserved. I'm pretty sure they've put out plenty of statements that have stated that like it wasn't what it needed to be. Yeah. Um, but they've come out and said pace through this season will be extremely quickened. Um, there are going to be daily challenges. See, that's, that's what I need right there. Just give me some challenges that get, and when I do them, give me a boost yep. in the tears. Yep. And it, they release, they release the numbers, but it seems like if you complete five dailies, you'll get a battle pass tier. Um, but it seems like they're doing like you get three dailies a day or something. Um, so you're, you're getting dailies at a quick pace. Hmm. Uh, and then there will be weekly challenges, which are longer form and you get a bigger battle pass boost when you do that. I'm still going to have to just see what that looks like before I yeah, can yeah. really make a judgment call. They also, they also stated that every week your, um, how do I put this? So you need a certain amount of, I'll just call it experience because I don't know what they call it. A certain amount of experience to level up through the battle pass. The next tier will need a little more experience, like a normal leveling progression. Right. But at the, it, it hits a max. So you, the max is like five, five tiers in. You can keep getting battle pass tiers past the max. But once the week cycles, you go back to the minimum again. So you just need like five thousand to go up a pa- go up a tier. Okay. So like, so you're, if you're, you're at not tier hitting six the- when the first week ends, then to get to tier seven, you won't need as much. No, you won't. Interesting. Um, I like that. So they're 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 it, it, it seems like they're pretty much saying like, hey, you don't have to make this game your life. Like, if you just want to max out like your things, it seems like if you just do your challenges when you feel like it. I mean, you have to play a decent amount. It seems like you'll move through the tiers. And as someone who's seriously sick of how grindy games have become, games I'm, are grindy, I'm very happy it's with bad. that. Yeah. At least yeah. it sounds good. We'll, we still got to wait and see, but it sounds like it could be good. Yeah. Um, it's, the map is changing. Um, a lot of stuff is being built into areas. Um, a lot of stuff has been destroyed. So the repulsor... Uh, area of the map got destroyed which now let leviathans into the map um and judging by the trailer they will be moving around and they can kill you so it's like an ai that can kill you it's not even it, it just might have a path and if you get in its path it's not gonna like divert itself so to avoid you is it the Loch Ness monster yeah it's those thingies yeah nice um like they they show in the trailer a mirage getting like stomped by one, uh. So you can get killed, and there's also a lot of dragon thingies flying around. They've been testing those a little bit, but it seems like they will be more abundant. Um, 
So they're 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 changing the map. They're doing the stuff. They're getting the new weapon. So the L star is coming, uh, which is a new heavy uh, LMG, which the bullets can kick in doors. Which is weird, but cool. Hmm. Um, and that only comes in the drops. They gave the Mozambique an attachment buff. So you can pick up an attachment for a Mozambique. So it makes it do more health damage. Uh, it still seems like it's going to be an early game gun, but at least it might be able to do something. Um, and they're, they're just adding a lot of like hop ups and that kind of stuff. Uh, Watson's coming in, which is the new character. Uh, she seems to be like a defensive tanky character who uses shields as a, as a resource, kind of like Octane uses health as a resource. Okay. Um, and she can build like, like, uh, defense grids. She has like a trophy system type thing, type thing, type thing that she can put down that will like stop throwables. And it seems like it stops airdrops or airstrikes from Gibraltar and uh, uh, Bangalore, um, which is kind of cool. So if you if you see that coming out, you can just throw it down real quick and, and stop those. So it's a nice counter to those characters instead of just having to haul out of there. Um, yeah. I'm I'm just excited to play more Apex. I still have friends that play Apex. We we play every now and again. I haven't uh, played in a while, so I'm I'm kind of excited to jump back in. Yeah. Um and like the good thing is you don't even have to buy the battle pass and you get all the the map changes and stuff. Like everything gameplay-wise you're getting. So it's not even that the battle pass is necessary. You can just jump in and play. Um it seems like they're adding new cosmetic type things. Like they're adding um like emotes when you're dropping in so you can have octane like run in the air and do flips and stuff which is ridiculous and crazy um but yeah it's it's more apex and if you like apex it's gonna be more apex if you don't like apex sorry like it's apex yeah but i'm excited about it that's awesome so we also have a little bit of black ops 4 news and unfortunately, it's more of the same. And oh, it's you not didn't good. hear that they completely got rid of all microtransactions and now everybody has everything, especially for people that bought the season pass? <sighs> in, a, in a perfect world, man. Um, so Treyarch has introduced Blackjack stashes in Blackout. Oh, stupid. So now, basically, if you've earned the vendetta in the contraband stream, you no, can use it. It's not. I don't even. Is the vendetta in the contraband stream? Because they started adding guns that you can only get in the random crates. Um, as far as I'm aware, it is. Okay, the vendetta might have been, but they had like four weapons that you can only get in crates that well, are like unique weapons. Well, it if if you've earned it in the contraband stream, it'll be available for you to grab during a blackout match. But if you haven't, you can't use it. It's nowhere. And if you kill someone who has it then you don't get a gun from them. Is that true? Yes. No. Yes. If you kill somebody that's using one, you don't get it? You don't get it. You cannot pick no. it up off of another player. You are lying to me. I'm not lying, dude. It's on this. It's on the articles. Look shut, it up. Shut up. Read it. No. Hey, if I'm wrong, let me know. But everything Are you I've kidding read me? says that if you if you don't have it, you can't pick it up if you kill somebody with it. 
Oh my god. I know. So so they're like crates around the map, kind of like a you could you would find crates in the map that would have like high end loot in it. But you like literally pick what you want. It has your entire arsenal in the crate and you can pick what you want. What? Yeah, that's how these are working. Oh, I didn't even catch that. But so from like what I everybody is a quote from MP first. It says this means that some of the best guns in the mode blackout can only be used by people who got the gun via the black market reserves. And given how hard it is to earn these reserves, more often than not, the people who have these said guns didn't earn these weapons, but rather bought them with real world. Re- oh, oh my God. goodness, I can't talk. Bought them with real world money, um, and essentially making blackout a pay to win situation. You know, sort of, kind of. Um, the the community is not too happy about this because obviously this is not good. No, what? First of all, the point of battle royale is that it's random when you get to pick the stuff you use just because you found a crate which spawn uh in specific locations like oh i like uh i like a sniper rifle let me go find a sniper rifle uh yeah i like that's that's bad this 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 uh circle appears to be closing in on a close quarter situation let me pick up the best smg in the game what the, the, mm. Not only is it not only is it like ridiculous that you have to have those to use them from that box, but it's just ridiculous for a battle royale. It's just a win box. If you're good with a weapon, you pick the weapon you're good with, and you're good. The whole point of battle royale is you you either kill people and take the stuff they had, or you find what you find. Man, that is. Ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh. it's it's bad. Um, that makes me that makes me mad. I'm not thank even playing you, that game. Bobby Kotick, but that's an yeah. What is what is happening? It's it's not good, man. It's but we we already knew this game was like heading in the wrong direction. But this is yeah. This I is was a, already I was already mad. This at is it. a really and big like, step in the wrong direction. If if you wanna if you wanna hear from someone who is uh more in tune with that community about his his frustrations uh prestigious key on youtube uh is a is a fantastic call of duty commentator yeah um and and he often calls them out for their their nonsense that they're they're pulling yeah um and and this, this is ridiculous. you know it worries me for modern warfare you know i yeah no I don't I don't see how we can be worried. Yeah. Because it it appears to be from from some uh statements that were made by Treyarch it appears to be an Activision thing. Yes, but here's the thing. So, here's my thoughts on it. With with Modern Warfare the, the new one coming out, I I'm excited for the campaign more than anything. Honestly, it sounds yep. really cool. So I think paying $60 for that story is going to be my thought on that because I know they're going to ruin the multiplayer. I can enjoy it for a couple months, but I know they're going to end up doing the same the same crap, and man. I'm not looking forward to that, but Here's here's the thing. If we if we want to to really look at how Activision is treating their games, just go look at Destiny and what they're doing right now. And what what Bungie is doing now that they've left Activision. Yeah. They're they're taking out any inkling of pay to win mechanic they're adding in transmogrifying 
they're pretty much telling everybody if you bought something from the in-game like real world currency store the eververse that before we make the switch you uh if you don't want it you need to like destroy it because you're going to get the premium currency for it uh we're we're making it free to play we're doing all this stuff that is good and healthy for a community right and it's after they left Activision. So be, being a company that is beholden to to shareholders and all that, it 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 doesn't work, man. Cause it's not creatively inducive. And you ruin your games that are actually good. Black Ops 4 was a good game. Yeah. And it and it's getting destroyed by the greed. So now when we look back on Black Ops 4. We're just gonna say, dude, that game was trash. But that was that that started out as one of my favorite Call of Duties that has been released, period. But now all I look back and I see is like just negativity. Yeah, like, legitimate. And, you know, there's legitimately some, mad. There's some news about like Treyarch being unhappy with Activision due to their over monetization of their games, and who knows? I I don't know, man. And now Treyarch also in crunch time because now they got to crank out a Call of Duty game um, for 2020. Not this this year, but next year. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there was actually a little expose. Jason Schreier added again. Um, You can find that on Kotaku. And uh, he talks about a lot of the the work environment at Treyarch. Was it Treyarch? Yeah. Yeah. Especially for their Q&A department, which is like not even a part of Treyarch. They're like in a whole separate building. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So go read that. It's a long read, but it's a good read. Um, there's just a lot of that stuff, man. And I don't know. It, it's hard to know who's really at fault for all of it, but everybody, you know, everybody wants to point the finger at Activision and it's very possible that that's who it is. You know, um, I, I, th- I think I really want to see where Bungie goes. Yeah. Like with Destiny, because I think they're going to be the most telling about whose fault it is ultimately with how they treat their game from here on out. Cause from our current standing, it seems like they're making all the proper and right decisions when it comes to being consumer friendly. It seems that way. It's frustrating. <sighs> EA, uh, speaking of, speaking of, uh, publishers, EA is, uh, doing something good i guess well i mean they're i mean it's 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 probably more forced than anything oh yeah but the ea executives decided to give up their bonuses decided quote unquote because of uh, a less than optimal financial outcome from this year yeah you know um this this isn't unprecedented nintendo has done this before yeah um ea is struggling i mean that's all yeah and they're a big part of their struggling is because all the bonuses they generally give the execs I'm are sure, massive you know, and ridiculous it, yeah and it's just it is what it is i mean with the with the gate with anthems flop that was a probably a big big, big flop big hurt on uh on on them this year because that was not exactly a cheap game to make from the sounds of it and they were wanting people to be talking about that like to this day yeah and some people still are but it's not how they wanted um, or how they'd hoped 
especially with the uh what appears to be the coming of uh some quote unquote surprise mechanics crackdown. <laughs> <laughs> uh that was from the lips of EA themselves. Um Yeah, that was bad. They're they're probably they're probably uh struggling to find something to do. They don't want to use loot box anymore. They call no, them gotta, surprise mechanics. Surprise mechanic. <laughs> You know, God, like uh, like so like uh, Christmas when you open your presents, you get a surprise. Yeah, like a good birthday party. But it, I mean, it just shows. I mean, there's there's a lot of shift going on in the gaming industry right now, and and I'm hoping it makes a turn for the better. A lot of it, it a lot of people are seeing it as everything's going worse. I um, think we're. I think. I think this is just going to continue of, to bring up the guys who are doing it right. Yeah. Um, in like CD Projekt Red. Yeah, CD Projekt Red. A lot of the Microsoft published stuff, you know, and yep. and it's going to just continue to even Sony's published stuff. They do a good job. Uh, you know, there's no yep. monetization extras in a lot of those games. So, yep. Um, I I think it's just going to bring that stuff out more and more. So it's I don't think it's I, necessarily I, going downhill. It's just this stuff. The more it gets exposed, the better chance is that we're not going to have to deal with it anymore. I think it feels I think we might be on the verge of a game price increase. I, I feel like that's the alternative to a lot of this stuff. Um which but it's hard I think to a say. lot of I think I think it just makes broader what games should be paid for. Because like you look at Cyberpunk and you're like, Yeah, that's probably like a five hundred dollar game. <laughs> like like you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, that's obviously a big number for hyperbole purposes. Um, but like games have been, these are like the cheapest games have been like period. Yeah. Um, when you look at production costs and inflation and all that stuff, it only goes up. So something is going to have to give and it's, it's clearly not loot boxes. Like loot boxes weren't the answer and, and DLC is not the answer. Well, they were for a little while. I'm pretty sure they were making pretty good money. Yeah, until we figured out they're trash. Yeah, um, I mean, I knew they were trash from the beginning, and I refused to thanks, buy them. Thanks, Overwatch. Yeah. No, just kidding. Overwatch was fine. It's just... Yeah. Uh, I think Battle. I think Battlefront 2 was probably the one that really kicked off this whole uh, turning of the tides. Yeah, and Black Ops 4 is really helping push it. And Black Ops 4 is really, uh, yep. really giving it an assist there. Because I'm salty. I spent $100 on that game. Yeah, dude. Remember... That game came out, and we were all like, dude, look at all this free stuff we get. Yeah, and we were like, this is going to be the best this Call is of gonna Duty be great. ever. Forget, forget all these other things, and then it's like, suckers, hey, you know what, man. guys? Here's this, here's this, here's this. Pay for your skins. We're going to have loot boxes in which we pad it out with hundreds of things because you have to unlock it for every single gun. Not just camos, Jordan, but death effects we added. So, you have to unlock death effects per gun? What are we doing, man? What are you doing? Yeah. It's and all then, part of it, man. It's just... It's, it's nuts, dude. It's crazy. But anyway, how was your beer, Evan? I'm salty, dude. <laughs> You're salty, but how was your beer? The, the beer was good. Not salty. That's good. So, the beer is good. Uh, I, love, I love Great Return. Uh, and it's got a shark on the can, so it's pretty dope. Nice. How was yours? It was delicious, man. This is probably one of my favorite pale ales. Um, I really like it. Pale ales? Yeah. 
It's it's a good beer. <sighs> good old awesome. gluttony. Um, the seven deadly sins. But anyway, that wraps it up for us. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we really appreciate everybody taking the time to hear what Evan and I had to say. Um, and check us out on our socials. We got our Instagram at Button Key Games. We got our website, buttonkey.games. Um, and just talk to us. Let us know what you're thinking, what you're drinking, you know, and we hope to hear from you and we will see you next week. Stay classy out there. <laughs>